Good morning and welcome to Friday morning, July the 3rd in 2020 on Winter Rise. We're in year A, proper week 9 in the 5th Sunday after Pentecost. And on Fridays we like to look at the gospel text for the week. So we're back in the gospel of Matthew, Matthew 11 verses 16 through 19 and then 24. Through 25. So, a couple pieces of Matthew 11 this morning. So, I'll read that passage, provide a couple points of reflection, then we'll spend some time praying along the theme uh, that emerges from the text this morning. So, thanks for making this part of your morning on When I Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and be got together in a time of prayer. Matthew 11, verses 16 through 19 and 20 through 25. To what can I compare this generation? They are like children sitting in the marketplaces and calling out to others. We played the pipe for you, and you did not dance. We sang a dirge, and you did not mourn. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say, He has a demon. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, Here is a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners, but wisdom is proved right by her deeds. At that time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this was something you were pleased to do. All things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and you will learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, my burden is light. This is the word of God for us. I've noticed a common storyline in watching Netflix shows of BBC shows that have like that crime drama. Um, something I've tried to train my mind to see early on in the first episode, whenever they begin to reveal the first characters to us. Something to take note of, it's the, the person who usually is guilty of the crime is the person who is the most helpful and the least likely to have done a crime in that first scene. And so there's like this fuse that is lit and it winds through characters that we initially think could be the ones who committed the crime. Then it gets all the way to the end and it's like the inspector of like the police force or, you know, the most pious person in the community is the one who uh, did the deed. Now, they may have been conflicted when they did it, uh, but nevertheless, they're the ones who committed the crime. It leaves you guessing the whole time, but I think this real element of surprise when it springs on you at the end has this deeply formative touch to it. It begins to remind us that just at the moment we think that we have the world figured out, we don't, and that we have to continue to look at the world upside down in order to see the things that are totally true and everlasting. This is what Jesus is saying in this passage. Uh, people are beginning to bounce back their impression of John the Baptist and Jesus. All of them have expectations of what the world might become if there's only a leader strong enough and holy enough and willing enough to be used by God to give them the desires of their hearts. And so Jesus tells in a couple of parabolic ways. He says that, you know, the, the tune's been playing, but you've done the exact opposite of the tune. So imagine like, uh, you know, a heavy metal song coming on the on the uh, radio and everyone gets up and does a waltz and vice versa like that is how mixed up the general crowd is about what's happening in their streets Uh, they say that you know john came and he had great ministry and they said well he's got a demon and they said you know jesus came 
And uh, he seems to be this rebellious son, this uh, parabolic saying of he's a glutton and a drunkard and a friend of sinners, tax collectors and sinners. That's from the Old Testament. Whenever a disobedient child uh, angered their parents, they could take that child to court and they would say that he's a glutton and a drunkard. So this is a hat tip that people have totally misread Jesus. Then we get to verses 25 through 30 and Jesus goes further. So this has been the father's plan. He's revealed it in the hidden places. It's not for the learned to understand, but for the children to understand. And so Jesus gives his appeal one more time. And I think one of the more provocative passages of Matthew's gospel, he gives an invitation, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. The path of Jesus is not just transaction. It's not just embracing him mentally at one point in our life, but it is to take on a yoke of teaching, uh, to throw off other things that have guided us, and to take on his guidance and to walk with him. And he gives us promises. He'll, he will allow to, us to find rest for our souls, for his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And I think this is important for us as those who take on the Christian way. I don't know what your rationale was for becoming a Christian. I certainly knew, know what my initial rationale was to become a Christian. But the more we meditate on the teachings of Jesus, we come back to the heart of what the Scripture is trying to tell us, the early community of Israel. It was plain they had a path of life and a path of death put in front of them, and the invitation was to choose life. If someone chose the path of death, their life would be cut short, it would be brought down to the depths of Sheol, and Jesus is leaning on this as well. He's like, there's a path in front of you, and for many of you in his audience, he said, you haven't heard the music, you haven't understood what was going on. It's time for you to take on a different yoke of teaching. Right now, we live in a chaotic world. We have many voices. We have many people who claim to be pointing towards truth, offering many promises to us. And so, the Christian brother and sister, what is at stake for us is to pick the pathway of light and life, to hear the voice of God and to follow Him. Few may go with us, or many may go with us. It may take a long time for the fruit to bear and for the proof to be there, but Jesus gives us the invitation to follow Him. So, my prayer this morning is for us to hear him and his voice calling out to us once again and that we would choose his way and that we'd follow his path, take his yoke upon us for his yoke is easy and his burden is light and we will find rest for our souls. Let me pray a prayer of rest over our lives this morning as we face our day together. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, in some way we admit today we have missed it. We have certainly heard your voice. We have followed or we've listened to other voices and we followed them instead of yours. But we thank you that you still pursue us, that grace upon grace is given to us, that even in our weakness, your power is perfected. So today, God, we hear your voice once again, and we are like those in your first audience. Uh, we haven't heard the song. We haven't followed the way. We haven't found the secret and the mystery because we've looked in the wrong places. We've trusted in voices that aren't so trustworthy. And so, God, this day we repent, we change our minds, and we ask that you would teach us to see everything all over again, fresh and new. God, we want to start over. And we know that starting over isn't uh, declaring defeat. Starting over is declaring victory and life, that we could throw off an old way of life and put on a new way of life that you have sanctioned. And so, God, may you find among us those who are eager to hear your voice, eager to follow the path of life. May we not be tempted to follow the way of death and destruction that pulls our life down and cuts it short and falls it down to a place of nothingness. But, God, may we be lifted today 
May you give us rest for our souls. May there be a deep inhale and exhale because we have finally found a way to get out of the churning of the sea of life's worries and we've landed upon your shore. So God, raise us up. Invigorate our souls. Give us enthusiasm for your ways and teach us to hear your voice fresh and new. I ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.